It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 199, entitled Jonathan's A Bit Fickle. It was recorded on Monday, the 7th of March, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'm joined by three lovely guests today. We have Kathy Zent, we have Andrew Palmer, and we have Mark Westgard. There's always a lot of WordPress stuff to talk about, and today is no different, but there's also a little bit about the ongoing political situation and the way in which the WordPress community is reacting to that. We start off talking about the call for testing, full site editing number 12. We then talk about some new features added into Gutenberg 12.7, and then we're on to a podcast episode I recorded with Jonathan Bossinger all about admin notifications. The rest of the podcast is taken up by the WordPress community's response to the situation in Ukraine, with a few little bits thrown in at the end, most notably with some manic crabs. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways provides the ultimate managed WordPress and WooCommerce hosting solutions. Easy setup allows you to get started in minutes. Focus on your business and say goodbye to hassles. Get started with our three-day free trial to enjoy unmatched performance, superb uptime, and 24-7 active support. Find out more at cloudways.com. Hello there, hello there, hello there. Nice to... uh... Nice to see you all. We've got three fabulous guests today on this, the episode. Oh, episode number one hundred and ninety-nine. That means that means next uh, next week it'll be episode yeah, right. uh, two hundred. Two hundred, which is quite a milestone. Um, but yeah, you've you've joined us one episode before that. Hopefully, you are willing to share this episode. Go and share the stream if you want to do that. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash live you can see it on the screen there wpbuilds.com forward slash live go and see if you can rope your grandmas grandmas aunties uncles dogs whatever into joining us today because we are joined by the world's favorite zant kathy zant how are you doing kathy doing great so happy to be here kathy when you were at school were you always last in the register (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I yes. was always last in the register until somebody came in whose name was Zed. Uh, started with Zed. She was called, I can't remember what she was called actually now, but I was always last in the register. I'm very proud of it. But tell us, or do you want me to introduce you, Kathy, or do you want to introduce yourself? I've got your little bio here if you'd like me to. Yeah, you can introduce me if you'd like. Sure, and we'll do in that case. So Kathy is a product marketing manager for Cadence at Stella WP. We talk quite a lot about both of those things on this show. But she also dabbles in security and hacker culture. There's going to be an awful lot of talking about that later. She's helped organize both WordCamp Phoenix and WordCamp US, as well as WordFest Live. And you say it was in a minor role, but um, you can tell us about that a little bit later as well. But thank you for joining us on the show today. Uh, So that's our favorite Zant. Now we're on to our favorite Palmer, Arnold, uh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Palmer, your um, your Twitter handle's Arnie Palmer, isn't it? Uh, Arnie Palmer, yeah, because yeah. I play golf, you see, and yeah, my, exactly. my friends at golf courses call me Arnie. 
Exactly. Um, shall I introduce you or do you want me you to? You can, yeah. It's yeah, a bit of a long okay. one, I think. But so know. this is Andrew. He's the co-founder of Bertha AI. Maybe we can get some of that goodness in today as well, uh, which is an awesome AI copywriting solution for WordPress. He owns and operates WPPluginsPlus.com, a service which offers over 23 WordPress press plugins and extensions to over 150,000 current users and builds out websites and digital solutions. He loves to innovate, invest time and spend sorry invest and spend time with the wordpress community and in appear on various podcasts banging the wordpress drum nice to have you with us andrew how are you doing where are you at the minute uh i moved i moved house i live in chesham in uh, buckinghamshire now i moved moved just up the road from Woburn green so i moved on the first of february so I've been here a, a month and a bit. So I've got no longer new, in the what looked new, like the garden shed. It was. It a, was a garden shed. It was yeah. a log cabin. Yeah, yeah, very grand. Yeah, I like it. I like the. Yeah, so I've moved, and um, hopefully the sound is okay because I put some black padding on the wall. You can see that. It back. sounds fine. I've got. Who's that? Who is that picture with the like the eighties hairdo? Pat Sharp. You? Oh, it's my mate Pat Sharp. Do you actually know Pat Sharp? I'd know him. I've, I've, yeah, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> He's one of my best mates. I can't. Well, he is. He is my best mate. I can't even help it. But it's. Um, I'm not even Kathy's sure going. Who's Pat Sharp? I'm not sure that well, his I can, hair is uh... better than mine. <laughs> yeah, just... I can't <laughs> show you. His hair. Yeah. I can't show you what he's written in in the sign because okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's that well, much of a mate. Dedicated to you. So a, it's, it's a real step up in every way. We're no longer in the garden shed, and we've got Pat Sharp uh, on the screen, and the world's favourite Westgard. It's Mark yeah. Westgard. I think I'm going to use that each week. It seems like a bit of a thing. Mark is the founder of WS Form, which is a fabulous WordPress plugin form builder. You should go and check it out, WS Form. Uh, he creates professional, mobile-friendly, accessible forms with that, uh, including contact forms using a unique no-code development environment. Really, honestly, if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out. You'll be you very surprised by what is uh, possible. How are you doing, Mark? You're not... You could be in a garden shed. You could be in a sauna. Where are you? I could be. I'm, I'm, I've got a fake background. Oh, so I see. I'm, okay. Yeah. yeah, which unfortunately the, the mug I bought. <laughs> Can I just say the words mug? <laughs> I thought the wrong colour because it doesn't work very well with green screen. But... <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. The donations, the proceeds to that go to Big Orange Heart. So buy more mugs. You can get. I didn't that. know that. I'm going to buy one now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's uh, store.wpbuilds.com. Oh, awesome. uh, I should I should talk about that more. Store.wpbuilds.com. It's just what's that company that do the shipping of? Anyway, it's them. Basically. It, it, came, yeah. it came pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh. and you can also buy Nathan a beer on his website as well, which you should do. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm not going to mention that. I've got. I'm straight on the. <laughs> you did, thank you. I'm strictly on the Abbott Ale, aka Water. Yes, I'm the just yet. But thank you, all three of you, for joining us. Just to say, if you would like to make any comments, uh, please do so. It's um, fairly straightforward, depending on where you are. Uh, the there's really two places which we tend to put this out, which get the most traction. WPBuilds.com forward slash live. If you go there, then you'll be using Google uh, because it's it's uh, YouTube. So you'll need to be logged into some sort of Google account if you want to comment there. And we'll see all the comments uh, over here. Alternatively, if you want to come into our Facebook group, you'll obviously need to be logged in and a member of that group. But WPBuilds.com 
forward slash Facebook. And if you come into the Facebook one, there's a little extra hurdle that you've got to go through because Facebook kind of keep your avatar and name from us. So you've got to go to that URL, chat.restream.io forward slash FB. And that way we'll see who you are. Let's see. Are there any comments in the chat? Oh, there are. That's nice. Uh, hello, Rob. Rob Cairns, all the way from the US. Good morning for some of my fave people. Hi, Andrew, Kathy, Nathan, and Mark. That's very nice. <laughs> Lacey. I'm, I'm going to stop calling him a traitor. I think that joke's had its, had its, had its time. No, it hasn't. No, no it hasn't. Traitor. Traitor. Lacey. Um, Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp. That's, great. That's going to be the new meme of this show, isn't it? Um, you're catching up, Nathan. I can't think what that would be. Hello from Maya. That's really nice. Oh, good. Rob said it for us. Hello, Paul, the traitor. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Kathy, your hair is fine, says Rob. That's nice. Nobody <laughs> ever says that about me. Just before we started the show, check it out. I'm just going to take my headphones off for a moment. Look, there is literally no difference between my hair and the wall behind me. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Completely so <silly> <laughs> oh, Okay, what else have we got? We've got um, Spencer Foreman, my favourite show for a Monday morning. What a crew. That's very nice indeed. Thank you very much. Courtney, Courtney Robertson saying, I hope you've all gotten some sleep after Word Fest, which was on Friday. And then Leia WP. Hello, hello, hello. I had no idea Mark was from the UK. Sweet Lord. I have miss you, Ben. There we go. Maybe there's some story. To no, I work with, I've worked with Ben for years. <sighs> years. Years and years. We had Ben on the show. I love hmm. Ben's caustic humour. I don't know if that's the right word, but thank you for joining us, Ben. I really appreciate that. Nice little West, uh, West Country accent. No need to paint walls anymore. <laughs> that's right. Okay, let's get on with the WordPress-y stuff. So we, we tend to chat about WordPress stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of kind of non-WordPressy stuff. I don't think it was. I, don't, I really don't think we could get through an episode with what's going on in the world without talking about WordPress's response to that. So we'll do a little bit of that uh, as well. But we'll, to, to begin with, we'll stay with the WordPressy stuff. So uh, hopefully, some of this is of use to you on the WordPress side of things. First thing that I want to mention, um, and I don't know if you three have anything to say about this. I'm literally going to mention it. Is that the full site editing? Uh, the the call for testing, the, the program that Anne McCarthy runs. So it's FSE program tested testing call. This is number 12. It's called Hyperheaders. If you go to make.wordpress.org, and I'll leave the link in the show notes, but you might be able to, you can see it on the screen, but it's probably a little bit too long. But just Google the headline that you can see, FSE program testing call hash 12. Um, Anne is looking for people to out um, essentially what can be done with full site editing. There's a set of instructions. You basically got to have a block theme. You've got to enable uh, all the bits and pieces that go with full site editing. And then it says the testing instructions are as follows. And I'm just going to quote. These instructions are intentionally more general to help you make your, the, the, to make the header you create your own to find more points of friction. And in case you're using different block theme at a high level, you should explore a few things with this test. If the steps don't align with what you see, either switch to the 2020 theme for ease of use if you aren't already using it. Uh, and then basically there's a set of five or six different steps, eight in this case it is, little instructions that she wants you to go through and report back. Essentially, it's putting items in the menu, but the menu is left wide open. You can do that how you like, but I think she wants four pages putting in there and you can style it how you like and do what you like with it. And then give some feedback, what broke, what froze, what caused a crash, what worked well, and so on. So I don't know if any of you have got anything to add to that. I'm guessing not, but I, just I interrupt do. me. 
Oh, I go do. On. Andrew, yeah. What surprises me of, of all the millions of websites that are built on WordPress? Andrew, can I just say, I mean, that... You, you, into I, a tree. You've literally turned into a tree. Uh, I don't know what's oh. going on there. Let me just... I think we ought to emphasise this point. Let's just put you on the screen. Hold on. It's my camera. Yeah, your camera's froze. It says Lumina. Oh, well, never mind. You feel free to talk. It's fine. And then when yeah, your camera catches up, we'll, we'll, it, it will, we'll be able it to will see you as well. Um, there's only 35 subscribers to that blog. I know. So we've got 35 people that are willing to test all of these things on make.wordpress.com. And there's millions of people, you know, literally millions of users of WordPress. So, you know, I think it's maybe they need to make that subscribe to that blog because i hadn't i don't i thought i'd subscribed already to make.wordpress but maybe those the, the fse blog is a separate one you have to subscribe to each one that's i just find that a bit weird and it's all you mean about the, the, the low comment count yeah it I, well, I i remember having chats with yeah. Anne mccarthy when i first came across full site editing the call for testing and uh, she told me the numbers involved. And I, I remember having a similar thought. I thought, oh, that's, that's much lower than I thought it'd be. I, for some naive reason, thought it would be in the hundreds, possibly thousands. And so they're always on the lookout for um, ways to get people involved. And largely that's why I'm mentioning it. It's just so that you can, we can get that, that hopefully swell that little number. I did actually have a chat with Anne late last week. And hopefully, um, all things being equal, I'm going to do a live video with her um, in order to demonstrate what it is that she's trying to do. So do so, something a little bit like this, maybe in like two or three weeks time, because I think she's got some holiday time booked and just show on the screen what it is that she wants, because it's maybe one of the things which is the impediment is that I know it's not a lot, right? It's not a great big long blog post, but it, it, it's, it's harder to follow than a YouTube video would be, I imagine. Hmm. So hopefully fingers crossed, we'll manage to pull that out of the bag. Well, I'm thinking about time. people getting notifications about that blog post. And there's only oh, okay. 35 people that are subscribed to that particular blog. Yeah. If you look on the sidebar, maybe that needs to be highlighted a bit more. You know, if you want to help us, join in. You know, all that kind well, of stuff. Marketing, maybe. Let me pop that onto the screen so that everybody can see. Because if full site editing, if you are into that and you're exploring it, obviously they really, really, really do need your feedback it would be most welcome so as andrew points out right at the fairly near the top of the article it's like number two item in the sidebar is join 35 of us subscribers there's a little email sign up list so yeah go for that it's cool too because you can see the comments of what other people have done when they've gone yeah. through these testing procedures so you, there's comments on there right now of what other people are experiencing so you can go and test out what other people are seeing and see if you see it too and add to the conversation i thought that was cool yeah yeah it's hmm. nice uh, okay mark anything there or shall i just press on i think it's a great way of getting feedback for sure hmm. i wonder whether because Obviously, right now, the full site editing comes up as, you know, beta within uh, the latest version of WordPress. I wonder if WordPress could take advantage of, you know, being WordPress and put a little notification in the full site editor to encourage people to take part in these things. But maybe that would overwhelm them. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know the right balances. Ben makes the point that it's you find that finds that number like shockingly low. He wonders if it demonstrates a lack yeah. of faith. I don't know. My my. My guess, Ben, more is that people just don't um, probably just don't even know because you've you've got to you've got to be really interested in it all, as I'm sure you have been, and um, you know really 
seek it out. I've got make.wordpress on permanent RSS feed. So it comes into my RSS feed each and every week. But I'm a, I think I'm a bit of an edge case because I'm trying to find things to put on a WordPress news sure. show. But probably just gets lost, doesn't it? So, yeah, Ben, I, I don't know. I, I would imagine not. But, um, Ben, go and, go and if you're not subscribed, go and subscribe and see. Okay, there we go. That's the first one. Let's go for item number two. Ooh, this is nice. Gottenberg 12.7. Kathy's clapping. Um, <laughs> this is good, isn't it? There's some lovely stuff in here. So um, Gutenberg 12.7. So this is not the version of Gutenberg which is rolled into your WordPress install. This is kind of, you've got to go out and find it. So you've got to download the Gutenberg plugin um, and enable it. And then if you've got version 12.7, which is the bleeding edge version at the minute, you, you will notice some new things. Um, Justin Tadlock wrote about them in a piece called Gutenberg 12.7 adds multi-block selection to list view and brings margin support to group blocks. This is really nice. There's a couple of very minor, but very, very cool things that's been added. If you're looking at the screen, uh, in the past, if you wanted to move a particular object, I think it's fair to say that the drag, the whole drag and drop thing is still a little bit clunky, but also the ability to just use the up and down arrows, you can usually just take one block for the ride. So you might be a paragraph that you want to move up and down. Well, now with, I believe, the shift key, you can select as many of those blocks as you like, and you can miss ones out. So I don't know, you might have an, an advert or something, and you want to move some paragraphs above that advert en masse. You can, you can now do that. You can highlight six or seven, eight or nine, whatever you like, and then just move them around on the screen. So there's the first yeah. thing. I'll, I'll go through the little laundry list. Justin spotted something about broken images, which I won't go into. This is nice as well if you've got the group block, and the group block kind of feels to me like the, the, the real meat of Gutenberg, the, kind of the most important native block. You can put a whole bunch of stuff in there. There has been no way, apart from cheating, to have um, margins added. So you had to really adopt a real kludge, put in a spacer block and add a spacer below it and above it, whatever. But now you can add margins. So obviously, again, very minor, but very cool. If you're making um, layouts with Gutenberg, you can suddenly make them look really nice. Um, and what else? The rest of it is probably a little bit technical. I've highlighted a bunch of stuff, but I think they're the two things that I wanted to mention. So just to recap, the ability to multi-select, nice, and the ability to add in margins into block groups or group blocks. You're off. Anybody want to interrupt? Go for it. I think that list view is <clears throat> a real critical feature in any site builder. Just just makes moving things around or... Uh, applying style to multiple things so much easier, particularly when you've got a page like that, which has a lot of large images on it. Yep. Um, you know, just moving things around like that's going to be so much easier. So I think, I think that's a great feature. Yeah, it is really nice. I confess mm. I haven't downloaded that version and played with it, but that's a good feature. Kathy, yeah. Andy, anything? I've just called you Andy. Sorry, Andrew. I don't know if that's even allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's better than what a lot of people call it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I I quite like this, but obviously we've been able to do that with blocks and or, or with with page builders for, for a good while. So it's I just feel that FSC or sorry I just feel that Gutenberg's still got a lot of catching up to do, and it will. You know they're building it from the ground up, and I get that and, and everything. And yeah, moving around with the arrows up and down arrows was a bit of a pain in the neck. Um, but also being able to move a whole, say you've got a column 
can you move columns with this or do you have to move the individual blocks? I haven't used this function. Or... In theory, you could move anything. Rows. I would imagine. Yeah, no, I would imagine if, if it was a parent of a whole bunch of stuff, you would click the parent item and it would, I'm and guessing, like I said, I haven't tried it, but that would be my assumption. But Well, if it's got that then. Great. Could be nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I found it really difficult to move anything in the way that I'm used to with a page builder. In other words, you drag it in the screen, in exactly. not in the, the sidebar. You drag it actually on the screen and you position it wherever. And with the page builders that I've tried, that's been virtually 100% successful. It lands exactly where the mouse says it's going to land. Yeah. But with the block editor, I found that it's complete lottery, in fact, where it's going to land. I was doing one the other day, and I dragged a paragraph, which was at the bottom of a fairly long post. I dragged it, and it ended up right at the top. And there was about 50 paragraphs in this. So there you go. Just goes to show. Yeah. I had to spend oh. ages like finding it. Where the heck's it gone? Where did it go? Yeah, where, where did it go? But uh, getting there slowly but surely. Uh, Kathy, anything yeah. on that? Yeah, I think it's really I think it's really cool that there's um, block plugins that extend what Gutenberg can do. And a lot of the experimentation of what can, what more can we do is happening sort of with individual developers like Cadence, like Generate. And then we start seeing things like this <laughs> happening. And it's almost like the experimentation is happening out with um, more of the developers in the private space. And then we see more features coming into Gutenberg. So I think Gutenberg will get there. And there's it, it's just not just the Gutenberg team that's pushing blocks into the future. Yeah, with the with the like the proprietary page builder. So what what comes to my mind when I say that are things like Elementor and Easy and um, Beaver Builder and the, you know there's lots and lots of them. Their their ecosystem maybe Elementor's a bit of a different one in this one, but their ecosystem never got that massive. There were uh, maybe two or three companies that would build add-ons for them, right. and they possibly did a really good job with that. But it was limited to those those different things. I guess in the case of Elementor, that's slightly different because their ecosystem just grew and grew and grew, and there were dozens and dozens of companies building stuff inside. But I think you're right. Give it another year, Kathy. They're gonna, we're going to see hundreds, thousands of developers building stuff in the block editor, and this is just the beginning. So yeah, that, that's all part of the. Uh, you know, I'm Divi really, but also Elementor. You know, Sean built uh, a little Divi DB form. And also a Divi and an Elementor DB form to, to save all your database entries. You know, within six months of Elementor seeing it, it was in. It was part of part of the Elementor core, and that's part also part of the danger of developing plugins and, and putting maybe too much effort into them. I'm sure that people like Cadence Blocks and Generate Blocks and all those kind of things that you know they're saying, well, how much time do we actually spend on these blocks? Because we know it's GPL, and eventually, if if it's a brilliant block, say a nesting block or something, which is which is kind of lacking in Gutenberg itself, how much time do we spend on that and and promote it before Gutenberg makes it core and makes our plugin and work redundant? So that's part of the issue with premium plugins and freemium plugins. How much time do I spend developing it and investing in it before the core? players are going to actually just take it into core that's the the, the, the private developers so really no, 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 please, the, the private developers really have to stay on the bleeding edge because they they have a financial incentive to do so sure. so things like at cadence there there's constantly new blocks being developed constantly new mm -hmm. features um, within as, as an existing block adding new ways to style things so 
they have a financial incentive to keep pushing things forward and the open source community will follow that. I think that's, you know, follow the money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So a couple of points on that. The, the first one is that in my, the things that I have tried in order to overcome that kind of like nesting problem that Andrew just talked about is I've used, I've used cadence a little bit, but I have used generate blocks quite a bit. And those, those, those two seems to be the ones that get the get the mentions time and time again. In in the case of generate blocks, this is this fabulous block called the container block, which literally that's all it does. It just holds other things, and then you put a grid block inside that, and then you can put a grid in a grid, and then a container in a grid, and and so in that way you can make almost any layout. And I know Kathy, you were saying that the what's it called in Cadence? Is it the row layout or the something? row row layout has row the layout. ability to create you know, various containers, and then you can put other blocks within there. And you can even put a row layout inside of a row layout, and then you get lost. And thank God for the list yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need the where list Where am view. I? Yeah, yeah. It's just too, too difficult. And uh, Ben, who is called Layer WP on here, he's saying he's used GB, which I'm guessing is generate blocks, something like Cadence or generates blocks or something else. And he, he makes the point that he's obviously used GB's container. It's really good, actually, if you've never played with generate blocks that container block is is amazing it can do an awful lot so um getting back to the point raised on a different one we had uh, peter ingersoll hello peter nice to have you with us he said to ben's point of the number of people participating where there were only 35 subscribed on that page apparently right of now there are 513 people in the uh, outreach the fse outreach experiment slack channel which you can find if you go to the make slack so more people are connecting there versus email but there still needs to be far more who actually participate in testing mm -hmm. and there was another comment uh, again from ben ben and doing a great job commenting he thought that there was a lack of communication uh, about the amount of stuff going on with F fse no affiliate system yeah that's right there, there just is no affiliate system <laughs> that's a good point uh ben's got his Ben's got a thing about affiliate systems, haven't you, Ben? So really? That's, uh, yeah, Nobody that's, would ever know. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he drops that bomb occasionally on his own blog post. <laughs> Hello, Max. He's waving at us. Okay, let's move on. Oh, let's quickly. Yeah, let's move on to this one. This would be nice. Um, I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I, uh, it's quite nice when I actually managed to produce something that's worth listening to once in a while. And this is a good one. This is Jonathan Bossinger recorded this one for the WP Tavern podcast. And um, Jonathan's got a really fabulous project, which, if I'm right, I think it was Alan Schlesser. Uh, for, for, forgive me, Alan, if I've butchered your name. I think he began the project, WP Notify, kind of ran out of steam or time or whatever it was. And Jonathan contacted him and said, can I take it over, please? And uh, apparently Alan said, yes, please do. The idea of this, and he talks about it extensively in the in this podcast, is he's fed up with notifications. So all of those ad type notifications that pop up, all of the notifications which tell you things which really aren't that necessary. It could be an upsell. It could be something critical. The idea is that with this plugin, which the intention is at some point it would maybe go into core, there would be an admin notification area. So think, I don't know, think almost any SaaS app that you can mention where there's a little bit of the UI, which, I don't know, it might be a little bell or something. And the bell has a little red circle, and it indicates, look, there's stuff you need to look at over here. 
And that's the idea. Tuck away all the notifications, stick them in an area where everybody knows they're there, but they don't have to just sort of get in the way. And honestly, I've got total muscle memory in the same way that if you showed me a Google search page, I am completely immune to the ads. I don't even see them. I've, I've got this instinct to just get through them. And then as soon as I see the one which isn't an ad, I start making my concentration apply. I'm a bit like that with the notifications. Um, I see big ones that clearly are advertising. Dismiss, go, go away, go on. And, and so I think putting them away would be a good idea. Of course, Jonathan's concern is that the ones that really matter, like, I don't know, we've updated your plugin and it's imperative that you update the database, mm -hmm. they shouldn't get lost. And so that's what this podcast is all about. It's about exploring whether or not we should have this in core. So I've introduced the subject. I'm now going to drop that little bomb and walk away and you three can uh, you three can tell me what your thoughts are about annoying adverts in in wp admin well, well i think people should know a little bit of john jonathan bossinger i know him pretty well i've met him mm. a couple of times at word camps but he also used to we used to work together and um he is probably he is the right one to develop this plugin because he's probably the most fair-minded individual i've ever met in my life he can't i mean maybe through the podcast i haven't listened to it yet Jay, um nathan he he, he carries that persona forward very he well will, yeah way. he will make this as fair as as possible this, this this will just be uh you know it's a proper community he's totally community driven um great coder i mean he, he used to work for codable and all that kind of stuff but I think he still does, and Castos, and loads of people. So yeah, he worked skilled, for Castos. At what he does, delicious I, brains he's at now. Is he? Is he mm. blimey? He moves mm. about a bit. That's the problem with John. He's a bit fickle. <laughs> 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 so, but you know, it, he's the right man. To, he's definitely the right man to uh, develop this because he's got no agenda. That's the key. You know, he he doesn't have. He only has an agenda to be helpful. So, you know, I have my trusty pad and pen here and whenever somebody says something that i think would make a good title for this podcast episode i write it down and jonathan's a bit fickle is uh, is, is currently contender number one that's going down so i'm gonna get a message in a minute maybe ben, maybe ben can throw in an incendiary comment and uh, what i forget is that he's a bit of a jujitsu boy as well so I oh, is it? <laughs> when i, when I, right, uh, when I meet jonathan's... him next he might throw me on the ground Jonathan's a bit fickle, um, but I think you're right. You, you are right. He, very fair-minded. He he actually, years and years ago, it was really nice. David Wormsley and I did a podcast episode about the GPL, and it was a mess. It was a total mess. We, we really hadn't done the necessary. Well, I, that's not fair. We had done the research, but we couldn't, we couldn't get the words out. And Jonathan very kindly sent me a message, and he said, you know that podcast episode? Can I do it with you only this time? Can I do it better? And I was like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> so he, ca he came on a couple of weeks later and told us actually what we should have said, which I just thought was really nice. He knows uh, it off by heart. Well, yeah. Yeah, he really does. So um, anyway, let's carry on. WP notifications. Anything in there for you, Mark or Kathy? I think, um, <clears throat> I think it's a great idea. Uh, I think notifications are just out of control now. Uh, when I... Sometimes I'll log into someone's site to have a look and help them out with something. Right. And because I'm a new user, I can't even see the dashboard. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just block after block after block of, of notifications. So I think kind of grouping up a bit like you have in Facebook, you know, the notification icon at the 
top right, having it all contained within there. I think different levels of notification would be a good idea. Um, there was an attempt at one point to have the ability to disable NAG notices. There's actually a constant, a little little known constant in WordPress called disable NAG notices. Um, you mentioned it, this. You put this in the show notes. Let me put that yeah, on the... Um... Yeah. It's a disable underscore nag underscore notices. And plugin developers are supposed to adhere to that. So if somebody just does have that constant enabled, it'll hide the notices. But it just it doesn't people just don't you know, I do. I, I have it in my plugin. If someone has that set to true, we actually don't show any nag notices. But um, you know, that that was an attempt at one point. But uh yeah, I, I think if, if they can get that to work, hopefully people don't work out ways around it and circumvent you know, what, what they, they're putting in place. But I, I think a, a standard for notifications, I mean, maybe, you know, if, if that can become a standard, maybe Word, the WordPress plugin directory could make that a requirement of getting a plugin submitted and kept within the plugin repository. Yeah. Uh, that they have to adhere to that because there's a lot of rules that you have to adhere to as a plugin directory, uh, plugin developer to get your plugin listed and, and added. So if we could make that part of that process, that would certainly help. Uh, but you know, premium plugins could circumvent that. Uh, 100%. With with your plugin, you say that you honour this disable nag notices. Do yeah. you do you take advantage of it from time to time? To I don't know. Black Friday or anything? Do you put anything in there? You no, I don't out? use it. I don't use it for any kind of offers. Um, we our upsell is actually within the plugin pages itself. So, <laughs> so the you know the bottom right hand side of the page, we have a quite a discreet. You know, I, should, I should probably be a little bit louder about it, but I, I just hate those those nag notices. The the only time that we show a what I call a nag notice is if you've just installed an add on. And there's something you need to do to make that work, then I will put a link in there to help people get to the place they need to be. But other than that, that's as far as I go. Um, and I think we have a we have a review one that comes up, but it only appears within our plugin. It doesn't. Oh, appear in the in the settings for your particular plugin, that's that yeah. seems like a good. Default, you do the same with Bertha AI as well. Mm. It's all on yeah. the, it's all on the plugin settings page. You've got you know there's loads. You know, join our face, Facebook group and everything like that. But yeah. it's not on Nag Notice. But it's if it's in your that, UI, that's kind of okay, isn't it? That that feels to me yeah. like a good place to put them. If somebody's come for the settings for, I don't know, uh, Bertha or WS Form or some you know Cadence or whatever, then that feels like th that feels like a much better place. And Jonathan does make that point in the podcast actually, because for Castos, who he was working for, which is a podcasting uh, service, and he was building their WordPress uh, integration. They did that, and they they put their upsell inside the bit of the ad the admin where you know you're kind of expecting that, and I feel that's that's a good place to begin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's where those notices should should go because yeah. if someone's coming into a blog and they just want to update a post, they don't want to be bombarded with notifications on every page. Just put mm. it really where it's relevant. Um, yeah, it's really it's it's really going to take the honor of plugin developers to. To start using these types of things, and I hope, I hope they do because some of them are just absolutely ridiculous. They're so yeah. huge. <laughs> you um, can barely see what you're doing. Can I just say, did anybody see Kathy just dismiss that tiger just a moment ago? This like, yeah, it's a wild animal. Appeared really phenomenal. Yeah, sure just feral nonchalantly lifted the tiger out of the way. That was. And he's we still have sitting cats. there. He's... And yeah, got, this is our cats fun. are very diminutive. They're about this big, and then your cat. I oh, think is you want to see Sven? Yeah, yeah, let's see. Funny. <laughs> 
Come here. She's He'll gone. come back. He's got seven uh, toes. He was my foster failure. The kids fell in love with him, and I acquiesced, and now he's my cat, of course. <laughs> <laughs> kids were like, here, we have to have Sven. We, we can't oh, no. leave Sven. He's got seven toes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no. We've got a dog in the background as well. It's um, it's yeah. Kathy's menagerie. Um, it is. Anything on that, Kathy? Anything on the Yeah, well, in the security in the security space, if someone misses an important alert, it could mean a massive intrusion. So there is something in the security world called alert fatigue, uh, where which is is kind of what Nathan was talking about when he goes to Google and it's like, I do not see the ads because yeah. you have ad fatigue, right? So in the security world, there is such a thing called alert fatigue. And one of the primary jobs of someone who is designing a system that provides alerts is to ensure that what gets through is important. What needs immediate action gets through and that all of the noise is minimized. So there be, there um, is a process of tuning those alerts that has yeah. to happen in order for actual security to work. Otherwise, you know, you've got somebody working on the weekends and it's 2.30 in the morning and they're watching videos on their phone and an intrusion is happening and it's getting lost in all of this noise. You can't have that happen. So I think borrowing from those types of um, systems and processes in the security world could work really well. Because what if uh, WS Form has an update that absolutely has to have some kind of user interaction and you need to get that alert through? So how do we how do we balance? And I'm sure Jonathan's got this all figured out. But this is where, you know, relying on how security alerts work might help WordPress. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, essentially, it kind of boils down to something a bit like your phone in that your phone has got this lovely little area, hasn't it? And you can choose to ignore it for as long as you like. A little little indication comes up at the top. It's usually some kind of tiny icon. And, and the icon gives you an indication as to whether you want to look at it. So, for example, I've yeah. got a, an iOS, uh, sorry, an Android app called Better Uptime, which tells me if any of my sites have gone down. And the, the icon for that is like no other. It's like a couple of triangles pushed together. And if I ever see that icon, I'm going to open that right away. You know, I'm, I'm going to drop the baby that I'm holding and that uh, <laughs> I'm not actually going to do that. Uh, and I'm going to go and check the website, see what's gone wrong. Whereas if it's like Facebook or whatever, mm, not mm -hmm. so much. Not mm -hmm. so much. But also everything's held in that little space, isn't it? You slide it down. Everything's got a uniform look and feel. The text yeah. and the fonts, they're all the same. You don't get the opportunity. Maybe you do on iOS, I don't know. But on Android, you don't yeah, really you do. get the opportunity to go, I want a red background for this one. There's none of that. It's just they just come in the order that they come and you can make decisions. So I think that's what he's hoping to build. Um, we have alert fatigue everywhere, don't we? Yeah. Our phones, our everything, Slack. I actually downloaded a launcher for uh, on Android. Uh, a launcher is the is the software which runs the phone. So I don't think you have it on iOS. On iOS, all and all iOS phones look the same, don't they? Obviously, you can configure your your icons and where they are. But on Andro on the Android side, you can really customize it. So my phone basically is now boiled down to just a selection of little words. And part of this launcher is it disables all notifications except the apps that you want to get through. So you, you so by default, nothing gets through. And you can say, okay, allow Facebook, allow. So basically, I've allowed the things that are related to my family 
and all the sort of social noise, I've kind of just decided to get rid of it. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the point, right? We, we don't want, as Mark said, you don't want uninformed users hopping into WordPress and thinking that they've missed out on something like, oh, is it important that I buy this upsell? Does that uh, well, matter? No, and it, it's also the problem with updates as well. You yeah. know, when an update comes across the dashboard, how many times have we had clients that have updated something and it's and, and they needed to update WordPress first or whatever yeah. it is? So, you know, it's a it is a control thing for the admin of the site or the webmaster of the site and now more and more people are settling into you know customers as well as service providers are settling into providing care plans we we have to be very strict with our customers and say don't touch this site because if you touch this site we you know you're going to hold me responsible we're going to have to do another couple of hours work to fix it or whatever so we will update when we update so don't worry about not things not updating especially things like the Divi theme you always wait a couple of weeks before you you update that or Elementor you know the last Elementor update was a nuisance you know WooCommerce is a nuisance when it updates it's just crazy you know these these plugins are are massive they can break what you've done to them you know so yeah we need people to be we need these notifications sorted out and Jonathan hopefully is the guy to do it along yeah. with he can't do it on his own he's got so much work to do as well I think part of his Part of his call out you know doing these podcasts because he did a little twitter spaces on it the other day is that he needs help you know yeah that let, that let's comes get out the very community clearly. together and just make yeah. it let's make this do what we all want it to do you know so. you, you've got to imagine if if you know 43 percent <laughs> of the web and a lot of enterprise clients thinking about using wordpress you you really yeah. you don't really want that mess do you i know it seems like a trivial yeah. thing but when it starts to build up and you haven't logged in for three weeks and suddenly you're presented with 15 things that you've got to dismiss it doesn't look Great. Um, last week, we mentioned this little tool. I'll just pop this on the screen. This is really cool. I'm going to give it a second mention just because we're talking about notifications again. This is um, Ross Wintle's tool, uh, and it's called, I'll put the URL up there, it's called turboadmin.com. This is really nice. It's a Chrome extension, and I believe it's Firefox as well. I think that might be the limits. So it's you don't have to install a plugin. It sits in your browser, and every time... It detects that you're looking at a WordPress admin URL. It, it can carry out a bunch of different tasks. So, for example, one of the things it can do, um, I'll just put up the list on my screen. You won't be able to see it. But it can disable the full screen block editor. So it's always got the WordPress sidebar, which is quite nice. It can auto remove the block editor welcome screen so that if you're, if you've, I don't know, removed your cookies and you don't want to go through that, you know, that tutorial again, um, it can list out a bunch of table shortcuts. Uh, it can hide admin notifications. So that's the connection to this bit that we're talking about now. Whenever an admin notification comes up, it says, it says hide at the end of it. It's, it adds a button. I think the word isn't hide, but basically it, there's a button implying just make this go away. And it doesn't get rid of it. It just puts it into its own little space in the UI. So it, you know the little bit at the top of the WordPress admin where you can drop down the, the bit at the top and you can look at some yeah. additional settings and mm -hmm. what have you. It puts it into one of those. And so it just <coughs> tucks away until further notice so you can go and look at them at the same time. Brilliant. And then it also uh, adds this little shortcut menu. If you view Spotlight on Mac, um, maybe there's something equivalent on Windows, but basically you can just start typing in here. So I don't know, type in posts and everything to do with posts appears and you can then just click whatever it might be. And anything in the in the WordPress admin 
mm. you can do, and it's really clever. Ooh. And so you That's only have nice. to install it once. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, awesome. it's a good deal. Uh, I think it's thirty-five dollars for it forever. I think forever. Um, or there's a free trial. Oh, there wasn't a free trial before. That's interesting. He's added a free trial, which is quite nice. I've been using it for a couple of weeks. You invoke it by you set your own keyboard shortcut, um, and then you just invoke it, and off you go. It's brilliant. It's really cool. Great. Very nice little plug there yeah. for, for Ross. That's cool. Right. Let me take that away and let's move on to the next piece. Actually, I'll just do a couple of bits and pieces. It's uh, it's Ben all the way down today. Uh, Ben's <laughs> doing all the, all the commenting. That's fine. Oh, no. Stephanie's just got one. <clears throat> notifications need a notification sensor, says Ben. Yep, indeed. Uh, somewhere users can access and make aware of what's happening. Update is required. Something you can minimize. All products should adhere to it. I think we're all in some sort of agreement to that so that's good uh yeah it was it was ross you're right and oh yeah yeah this isn't it yeah on ross's site for the turbo admin yeah it's cool that you can you can actually interact that's a form uh on the web page and it'll invoke what it will actually look like yeah it is it's a nice go and give that man buy him that man a coffee it's uh 35 bucks you'll definitely get your time back with if you uh, use wordpress more than like once a week okay what's next all right the tricky subject of the week i suspect we're going to talk about this for a while um i don't i hope that everybody's comfortable with us talking about this because i don't think i can avoid it um you know what's going on in the ukraine is boy i mean Really, we were sitting here two weeks ago. I missed last week because I couldn't hear. I had a problem with my ears. So the last episode that we did, uh, Sabrina Zidane was on the show. And she had, uh, at that time, we had no Russian uh, engagement in the Ukraine. They were over the border, but they hadn't at that point crossed over. Um, now things are very different and she's been telling her story very publicly about trying to get her family out and meet up with them in, um, Romania, I believe I spoke to her on messenger the other day and looks like they've managed to get out, which is amazing. Um, but obviously it doesn't matter what sector you're in, you know, if you're in banking, they're taking a stand. If you're in the entertainment industry, they're taking a stand, Maybe WordPress, with 43% of the web, needs to stay, take a stand. And so it is. There's lots of people doing lots of different things. I guess it depends on who you work for, what your reach is, what you think your exposure is, and those kind of things. But there's this lovely article, which was written on the 3rd of March. So it's a, it may have, the landscape may have changed now. Uh, Sarah Gooding is called How the WordPress Community is Supporting Ukraine's Resistance Against the Russian Invasion. I'm going to just very quickly summarize it. We'll go into WordFence's response in more detail later because I feel like the security angle is the biggest component probably that WordPress can do to help at the minute. But WordFence are doing things. We'll come back to that. Um, Served, which is a, a hosting company for all sorts of things, but they do they specialize in WordPress as well. In fact, Remkus Derisu often comes on the show. He's one of the guys that he works for Servbolt. They've decided to make their platform free to anyone hosting a website um, working to help Ukrainian people. So that's great news, right? If you've, if you've got the ambition to, I don't know, put a donation page up or something like that, your hosting is now free and it's fantastically quick hosting, I might add. So 
that's really cool. There's a whole load of other things happening down here. There's lots of photos about community members who've been, well, in this case, this is quite a remarkable story. Uh, it's Innes van Dyke. I don't know how you pronounce her name. I'm sorry, uh, Innes, if I've butchered that. Decided to take a stand, member of our WordPress community. She filled a car up with the necessary things, hired a van, if I'm right, and she drove the two and a half thousand kilometers to Poland to show for people back. I mean, that's a big undertaking, right? Really, yeah, really. And she did. Um, she did well with that one. I followed. I followed her Twitter journey on that one. So, if anyone just wants to, do you have a Twitter? Because, I don't actually. I mean, it's but... not, you know, she didn't do it for any other reason that than you know we all feel a little bit helpless, don't we? We yeah. can't. You know, we can't all pick up a gun and and um, you know fight the fight the battle, but we can do things like drive two and a half thousand miles and then act as a chauffeur to people and comfort them and do as much as we do as much as we possibly can it's uh it's one of the most distressing things that's that's happy you know all war is it's just you know we've got Myanmar we've got Yemen we've got Tibet we've got all of these people being um downtrodden by these these unbelievably God syndrome despots and people that are just in, in who who just think that they're the best thing since forever, um, trying to control people by force and by literally murdering people in the streets and, and getting away with it. I'm, I feel very very strongly about these people and how we can control our politicians not to be these freaks of nature that just take bribes off anybody. You know, we've got Dominic Raab in this country who is a former human rights lawyer standing up at a Tory meeting, announcing himself as a Tory Tory member. I am a Tory and I don't believe in in the Human Rights Act. And then now we're sending him to another country, i.e. <laughs> Europe, talking about human rights. I mean, you know, are we mad? You know, we're crazy people to vote these people into power. So we have to we have to get hold of our politicians and make sure that they work for us. Remind them every single day that they work for us. And it's that's my that's my um, podium gone. But I, I just I can't stand the way the world's politicians are just becoming greedy despots, and it's driving me crazy. I think one of the things that I'll, I'll quickly go back to this, and then I'll come back to that. So first of all, um, Andrew uh, looks like. Michelle has dug up the Twitter handle for Innis. Uh, looks like code. it's at, at Mother of Code, if anybody wants to reach out to her. I think th the one thing that I get out of Innis's endeavor is, is just the fact that she's, like, I felt really powerless, and but she's managed to be better than I have in that she's managed to get in a car and think, do you know what? I'm going to take a bit of time off and I'm going to put myself out and do something to really help. And I, I think it's the inspiration that I draw from that. And hopefully anybody else who reads this, even if it's a small thing and they decide they're going to go down and donate some clothes or a little bit of time for people who might be coming their way or providing some accommodation, whatever it is, I think Innes's little gesture, li well, little, it was remarkable, but a, yeah. an amazing gesture just demonstrates that we're not powerless. There's a whole load of other things down here. This is a really nice one, Croco Blocks. Uh, I didn't realize, but the Croco Block team of some 40 plus people, 
they make um, they make plugins for WordPress. I believe. Elemental. Forgive me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I think it's Elemental that they mostly hook into. Mm-hmm. They they're they're um, carrying on working, and it, the the locations uh, in Lviv and Kiev, and I can't pronounce that one. Miko Live. I'm sorry again. I'm not able to do that. They've decided to sort of keep working as they can. Um, they put a donation. Uh, on their webpage, and if you feel that you want to donate, they're going to forward that donation to the Ukrainian army. Paid Memberships Pro, Jason Coleman, CEO, um, he's put a tutorial on how the internet businesses can find their Ukrainian customers. I actually saw nothing to do with uh, WordPress, but I saw there was a seems to be this growing swell of people who were booking Airbnbs yeah. in the Ukraine with privacy. Yeah, I no that. intention. Of, yeah, they. Yeah, it's a yeah. great way to uh, donate. Actually, it's a it's a fantastic way to donate because you know that they then can put people up and all that kind of stuff when they get in. And there are hundreds. That you've got to be careful when you donate to any charity. So you know, let's use our internet knowledge and just make sure that we are donating to the right causes because there are plenty of phishing sites out there that are saying that they're Ukrainian, you know, donate to the Ukrainian um, yes. people in their but yes, they're that's not. A really so, good you know, yeah. try and go through um, known sources. Yes, that's, that's yes, that's key. a good point. Uh, Mike Demo at Codable, he's the uh, the community development lead. They are doing daily wellness checks with their, um, their guys over there, and they're expediting payments. Um, so I guess, you know, if you're in the need of some work to be done and there's a, uh, the possibility that you could make it go through Codable, that might be a, a laudable thing to do because it looks like Codable are going to try to make those payments happen in a judicious way. Namecheap, which is a domain registrar, took the kind of interesting step. They said that they were going to terminate all Russian customers' accounts uh, within six days, they've since walked that back, and they've gone to the twenty second of March. So not much longer, but a couple of weeks. Um, but if you are a Russian customer and you're using Namecheap, it looks like everything's about to end. That obviously got mixed reactions because the you know not everybody in Russia uh, would agree, I'm sure, and uh, people who have no no interest in this war whatsoever feel like they're a little bit hard done by. Uh, GoDaddy. Um, what an extraordinarily large amount of money. The, co- the company is donating half a million dollars um, to humanitarian relief. They're also renewing at no extra cost. It's a, or sorry, at no cost products or services that are set to expire in the next 60 days. I don't know if that policy will become, uh, will get reviewed should, God forbid, things be going on. But there's just a handful of things. You can see this article carries on a little bit more, but there's just a handful of things that members of the community, the WordPress community, are doing. Follow um, Andre as well at Rast. Follow follow him because he's... Um, this one here. Yeah, he's giving... Because um, he's living in the centre of Kiev. So, um, you know, it's it must be so scary, guys. You know, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, incredibly what, scary. Yeah. These, yeah. these idiots coming in and just invading your country what is that about this is remarkable ben are you saying that you've reached out to their support and their support sorry i'm back to croco block if you can't see on the screen um the croco block team who we now know are based in the ukraine they're answering questions is that like support related questions they're still sort of carrying on as normal i have to say i've i've become a bit of a victim to sort of i think the term that i saw somebody on the bbc uses doom scrolling 
this idea that essentially I, I just want to, I really, I, this story has appalled me and fascinated me in sort of equal measure. I want to keep up with it. And I'm, I personally have found it quite hard to just get on with normal life because I just, I really mm. want to know what's going on and I want to be aware. And so I've sat at this computer and I've definitely not been as productive as I might have been over the previous weeks. So I don't know how somebody working for the Croco Block team in the middle of Kiev or wherever they may be uh, is carrying on, but I guess that's a testament. So anyway, there's that piece. We'll come to some more pieces in a moment. I'll I'll go, Kathy. I don't know if you've got anything you want to add here. No, I just I feel for everyone who's involved in. You know, I feel very bad for the Ukrainian people, but I also feel bad for the Russian people, and it I. I feel bad that they get punished for something their government's doing and it's just it's just so sad all the way around i can't watch the news at all <laughs> i can't watch yeah. it it's yeah. it's too overwhelming um but as you know someone who works in marketing i have to stay aware of what you know my constituents that i'm communicating with what mm -hmm. they're feeling too so it's a very difficult balance you know that i think all of us who are you know speaking with people in the community who are going through a lot, or even if somebody's not in Ukraine, someone who's paying attention to it can be very well, you know, emotionally affected by it all. So it just requires uh, a lot of sensitivity right now. And I'm seeing a lot of that in the WordPress community that, mm. you know, everybody is being very sensitive to the fact that we as a culture uh, worldwide are, are going through a lot right now. I yeah, guess I'm, as somebody in marketing, we've seen companies in ways that I honestly wouldn't have imagined. We've seen companies in the recent, like last 10 days, kind of falling over themselves to, to distance themselves, to close down operations in Russia. And I suppose from a marketing point of view, that is something that every company needs to be really aware of, um, you know, what the current public cons consensus is around that and whether or not, for example... Uh, a hosting company might like to remove its offer in Russia. You know, is that is that something that people would approve of or not? You, you've just got to be mindful, and seems like a lot of people are doing those kind of things. Companies. Yeah, I just, I it makes me sad that the that the Russian people who may be mm. using those services mm. are are you know obviously they're affected by their government doing things, but then also then having a sanction type of activity happening that's affecting them directly. Like this company like that I've been doing business with for you know 10 years is now no longer doing business with me because of something my government is doing. And so I, I feel for the people who get stuck in that kind of position. But then I also notice it's like, well we're saying that we're putting sanctions on Russia, but oh, we still need your oil and gas. <laughs> you know? And so there's this whole thing. It's like sanctions, but don't make it hard for for us. You know, we we still want your oil and gas. So it's 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 just a very sticky situation. It shouldn't be happening in the first place. Obviously, we have so many things politically in place for diplomacy to to come first rather than military action. And I, you know. Why aren't we using more of those? Hello, it's, politicians. It's really but... interesting because, sorry, Mark, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. Okay, I'll be very brief. I was just going to say we are in a pretty unique space, though, in that the information space 
is has been dominated over the last what 10 years or so by large social networks and everybody seems to have thrown their lot in with those large social networks and it would appear for example um in russia the, the news that i'm getting anyway is that there seems to be some uh clamping down on those the ability to access i don't know instagram or tiktok or whatever it may be whether that's coming from the government or whether it's the platform deciding to shut off the fire hose to that particular country and so if you bundle in something like a free bit of hosting so servebolt was mentioned and obviously godaddy was mentioned just then um and you have a wordpress website you've suddenly hope potentially you've made it um, you've kind of removed the ability to be silenced and you can put out your own content and show your own version of the truth and put your photos up there and you're not subject to the the vagaries of the government. Well, clearly that's not quite true, but you may be less susceptible and it may be that even if you're just trying to post to your own family, that might be a useful thing. Anyway, my point being WordPress is a remarkable tool. It enables people to create their own content freely without without restriction and so we are in a good place we can offer things that potentially nobody else can right sorry mark that was longer than i meant oh yeah no no problem i mean i don't know where to start with this it's mm. <laughs> um the the, the myth, misinformation that people in russia are receiving is, is just you know it's, it's kind of a side effect of the information age that you're talking about it's it's great that we can get information out there quickly but it can be controlled by governments pretty easily you know they're, they're blocking out what they don't want people to hear they're encouraging people to tune into to their misinformation um for me i think the the two things that i've seen on the news that have been the most scary is people in these cities in ukraine going about their daily lives uh in in the most normal way they're going out having a cup of coffee and 10 miles down the road you've got a russian convoy coming in and I, and when I see about you know the Crockerblock team um, carrying on as normal, I, I really hope that they're going to keep themselves safe because there's there's no early warning with this stuff. They're, they're just coming in and, and firing rockets left, right, and centre at civilians. So I, I really hope they stay safe. And for me, the the refugee refugee situation is probably the most heart-wrenching to see on the news when you see a family coming across the border dropping their children off and their wife and then going back into the into the country i, I was amazed yesterday when i i forget which news channel i was watching but just seeing the cars coming across the border dropping people off i didn't realize those cars were then turning around and going back in the country even even if they weren't family members they're just going back in and trying to get as many people out as possible so yeah, I, you know, it's it's inevitable that the, the these cities are gonna gonna fall to this absolute madness. Mm. Um, I hope that they can defend themselves as, as much as they possibly can, um, and I hope that the people there do whatever they can to stay safe. It's just a, a wretched situation. It really mm. is. I feel like <clears throat> we're in a community that that potentially has an ability to. I don't mean at, affect the outcome. I don't think that, but I mean, maybe affect the possibility of people getting information out there and things like that. So if you can, you know, if, if this conversation has inspired anybody to just do something a bit curious and a bit different and, you know, figure out some way that you could help, it doesn't have to be driving thousands of miles. It could be 
I don't know, paying for somebody's hosting or taking over somebody's website or whatever it may be. Then well, maybe, if you're, maybe there's something in that. I just need to say one more thing. Mm. If you're in the UK, inundate every single MP and ask them why we've only allowed 50 Ukrainians to come into our country. That's when the number Pol now, is it? When Poland have allowed half a million. I think it's up to more like 700,000 now. 700,000. It's yeah. just, we wow. are just crazy people to mm. let these people run yeah. our countries. Yeah, yeah. You know. <sighs> yep. Okay. So contact your MP or member of Congress or whatever it may be, uh, depending on where you live. And Rob, you Robert Kans has got, done a comment, if you can see that, Nathan. That's quite valid. One. Yeah. Yeah. I put that one on the screen a minute ago. Oh, so did you? Says, I missed it. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, about how we post yeah i guess any platform can be used for ill or good and uh yeah i guess that comes with the nature of open source let's hope that the good outlays the bad and uh well, you've got your uh ukrainian colors in solidarity with the blue and the yellow you know, i noticed <laughs> uh, it, it, this is the colors this has always been the colours, and it's just a remarkable coincidence. I did. I, I kind of yeah. felt that I didn't need to do that whole changing the colour thing for the first time. <laughs> You've always been already. about freedom. You've always Hot been leader. about. Yeah, that's right. No, just pure coincidence. If anybody is watching for the first time, it's not a. That's just the colours that we've got. Okay, so let's move on and talk about some more specific things because they were really interesting to hear about. Lots of endeavours in the community and so on, but a few more concrete bits. Maybe some stuff which you didn't know. Firstly, WordFence, Kathy. Uh, I don't know how long ago Kathy used to work for um, WordFence. Mm -hmm. It was a few years, I'm going to say. Yeah, um, I made the switch last year. So, oh, is it last wow. year? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, WordFence, a company that Kathy is very familiar with, they put a post out. Uh, they obviously the security side of things and preventing websites being taken down is probably a really key component. And we're not just talking here about little tin pot blogs necessarily. It might be that a lot of really important institutional stuff uh, is built on WordPress, and so the ability to stop those sites being taken down by, I don't know, DDoS attacks or whatever could be quite important. So this is March the 3rd. So this piece is four days old now. So who, who knows where these numbers have gone? But the, the surge in attempts to take over websites coinciding with the day that uh, the Russians moved into the Ukraine was pretty, pretty easy to spot. They apparently have 8,000 sites which are covered by WordFence in the Ukraine. My understanding is that anybody that's in the .ua top-level domain has now been offered the premium tier of WordFence. So there's the free version, which gets the updates and the firewall and what have you. I think those things roll out up 30 days or so later. Um, if you're in the Ukraine, you can now have that all of that top-level protection gratis um, until further notice and the you can see the sort of spike here basically there were very few attacks and then beginning looks like the sort of second of march things started to ramp up um, and at this point the looks like there's about ten thousand block uh, blocked requests it says here i won't go into the details of all the ip address and stuff because it's probably not all that interesting but ten thousand blocked requests per hour or about a quarter of a million block requests um, from known malicious IPs, and that was four days ago. So maybe that number has now got a lot bigger. So important work, you know. Yeah. There's a there's a website called 
Kiev International, I think it is. Kiev International. If one of you three could Google it for me quickly. I think it's called Kiev International. And it's a WordPress-based website of journalists um, just trying to get the news out. And it's been going for years and years. So it's, you know, it's not a new enterprise. It's built on WordPress. And people in Ukraine use it. It's, in, it's written in English, but nevertheless, it's used. And it's WordPress, and people want that news to keep coming. And obviously, if the if the powers that be can take it down, that's a disaster. So thank you, WordFence, for doing this kind of stuff. I'll, I'll let everybody comment in a moment because there's one more little piece. I, I, I don't quite understand the motivation for this. Maybe you've got more intelligence than I have, but it would appear that one of the initial targets, again, we're on the WordFence website. This piece is called Ukraine Universities Hacked as Russian Invasion Starts. It would appear that there's a, a real direct correlation between uh, university websites seems seem to bear a significant proportion of the the attack. It started on 24th of February, so quite quite a while ago now, and it's ramped up in the same way. And it's just I I, I can't I guess I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out in my head why you might want to. Well, it's a sphere of influence, online. isn't it? It's a, yeah. uh, you know, you've got students students of around the world forever since you know the Vietnam War have been the advocates of peace so you're going to hit the universities and take down their ability to get any information i suppose or get any truthful information that's a really good point maybe that demographic is more likely to be uh willing to uh yeah yeah mm. that's a good point anyway the, the point being on the website the 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 it, it ramped up it ramped up and just it's a curious story about where it ramped up from because it looks like it was ramping up from somewhere in Brazil, which then got rooted via, I'm going to say Sweden or Finland. It's one of those two. I can't remember. Um, and so, you know, they, they, these attacks don't come from the Kremlin, uh, the IP address of the Kremlin. They're going to be done in all sorts of ways. It was really interesting today. I read a piece that the the anonymous uh, hacking network, obviously nobody quite knows who that is. Collective. Collective. Co collective. There you go. Um, the anonymous collective who often are kind of like in the news for taking down things, you know, and people might tot and moan about it. Seems like they've uh, they found their they found their mojo because now it looks like they're taking out some some of the big <laughs> some of the big things uh, in Moscow. And whilst you know nobody really approves of hacking, maybe there's some part of us which is not quite so annoyed when it succeeds in that way i've got to be careful with my words there haven't i um as we go offline <laughs> yeah. uh okay so applaud you know applauds to uh to wordfence for doing that i'm sure that all the other platforms are doing similar things i did see a web arcs sorry shouldn't use that word anymore patch stack um piece saying something similar this one just came to hand so i'm sure the story is true elsewhere so on the security piece, anybody want to add anything to that? Yeah, always loud mouth, you know. Go for it. What did concern me, where they say, we've also effectively immediately blocked Russian government websites from using WordFence. That's a bit concerning. Only yeah, because you explain that, because we talked this through before the show began, and you were able only to elucidate because that. They, that shows that they've got the, the ability to just turn you off no matter what, you know, yes. whether you agree with it or not, whether you're a paid up member, whether you've got a pro account, you're not going to get your 
um, updates from their servers. You're not going to have your, your firewall is down, basically, if you're just using WordVenture for your firewall. Hopefully, you're not you're using a server, WAF or whatever. But um, it's just slight concern that, that a, a plugin has so much power. Over, over the security of a website. That's my concern. It doesn't matter that I might agree with them doing this to particular websites, but it just concerns me that they have the power to do that. Yes, I understand. What's it called when you, when you infiltrate? Let, so let's say, for example, if, you are, if Microsoft were to get uh, infiltrated, and then they distribute their patches to all the Microsoft computer. And those patches, which they believe to be updates, they then infect all the other computers. There's a name for that kind of attack, and I've forgotten what it is. Um, anyway, yes, you can imagine the horror. Imagine the scenario where one of these security companies, in fact, was responsible for shipping uh something horrible and it was the conduit well we them. had it we had it with virus die because they're in they're russian you know that that sort of thing people don't want to use virus die now because they're russian and also um you know when updraft plus had um that virus and, and wordpress did an automatic update what it means as a wordpress website owner is that you don't actually own your website because e even moment, though yeah. they've yeah. done it in the best possible taste they have all the best possible reasons. Little English joke there, best possible taste, whatever. <laughs> but the um, it oh, still know, shows. Right. It just Kenny Everett. Yeah, it just shows <laughs> that um, we don't have control of our websites either. So you know, we've got. I'm getting a little bit conspiracy theory here, but I don't. Yeah, want, yeah. I, and I'm not that way inclined. But it just, it just smacks of. Ouch, you know. I people, know what people you mean. say about about Wix and Shopify and all yes. those kind of stuff. You don't control your website. Well, you know, this is proof we don't actually control our website either. Did, did you did yeah, you hear the story about Wix uh, earlier in the week? I, I think it might have. Uh, sorry, last week. I think it may have been like Wednesday or something. It turns out that a huge amount of the workforce for Wix are based in the Ukraine, and uh, in a remarkable display of solidarity, they they got them. Uh, uh, forgive me if my facts are wrong, but memory tells me that they got them all out. They managed to somehow get them all on the planes and ferry them to wherever they needed to go. And just that is quite a thing to do, you know, get that entire workforce out of there in that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Hmm. Um, and I've now forgotten what I was going to say about Andrew's bit. Don't worry. I think to Andrew's point, any, any system that has a cloud-based component to it that you mm. don't have control over, it's the same same situation. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to trust. And I think WordFence are definitely demonstrating that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the important thing with these attacks is to... The, the thing I like about WordFence is they're not just blocking Russia. They are blocking specific IPs that are known to be attacking websites. Uh, and I think that's important. You know, when it comes to, to hacking, most people aren't going to hack directly from a Russian IP address. They're going to go via something else. Um, and the fact that WordFence has the capability to block any IP and, and not just do it by country is, is great. Um, so I think any, any level of protection you can add to your website, such as using WordFence, is awesome. Um, I also use a lot of front-end stuff like Cloudflare, for example, where you can block IPs yeah. and block by country. Anything like that can mm. be helpful. But 
these hackers know know their way around things. Um, when I see, I mean, I, I do hosting. I host a ton of client websites. Um, I know Robert Cairns does as well. Who's mentioning you know an increase in um, denial of service attacks, but. What I tend to see now is that when these attacks are coming through, it used to be maybe two years ago, you'd see a million attempts come through on your website from just one IP address. So you could block that one IP address quite easily. Yeah, yeah. Now they're coming through from a huge range of different IP addresses from all over the world. So having something like WordFence on top of that is is fantastic. Yeah. Somebody that's got your back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Uh to WordFence for doing that. That's amazing. And all the others that I didn't mention, whatever your endeavor is. But I think the takeaway from this is that we're not powerless. There are things that we can do in our industry which do put us in yeah. a position of some responsibility is the word I'm going to use. Um, another website to check out is this one. It's called uacyberhelp.com. This list uh, came up. It cropped up the other day. And it's, uh, it's, it says on the screen, it says IT and cybersecurity assistance for those affected by the war in the, in the Ukraine. And basically, it's what's, what appears to be a growing list of IT offers from different companies. So it might be um, NGOs who are doing things to website security. There's a whole list and it's, it's growing all the time. So if you are um, interested in this, that might be worth looking at as well. There might be th some things here. And the whole point is that you pick the endeavor. Oh, I, I haven't got it on the screen. That was rather foolish of me. There we go. Uh, there it is. It's uacyberhelp.com. You go down, uh, pick the, the, the aspect of technology that you would like to donate to, and you click a donate button. And I got this from a reputable website. It was probably possibly the BBC or something like that. So I'm going to assume that this website is bona fide. Um, you can obviously get in touch with me and tell me to re withdraw that if it turns out not to be. But let's hope that those donations land where they should be. Ooh. Right. That's probably the heaviest topic we've ever dealt with. And so as an absolute panacea, to that just let's lighten the mood just briefly we've only got about eight minutes left uh, i feel like the, the, it's ridiculous but here we go uh second of march justin tadlock wordpress tavern wp tavern wordpress ditches p <laughs> and tinkle jokes in favor of more inclusive language and clearer code i, I didn't know uh, apparently in the something like, what is it, like 6,000 lines of the code in WP includes forward slash formatting dot PHP, uh, you will find uh, references to P. <laughs> and Tinkle. And tinkle. I think it'll mark you, because you, Mark, don't you use WP auto P function? <laughs> yes. So you you <laughs> definitely see, we, we used it the other day and spotted it and went, oh, Really? Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. What did you there use it for? Very interesting comments all the way through WordPress call. But this, you know, what's I think the, one of the last times I was on WPBs, we were talking about this topic, and now this is the summary of <laughs> this is the out, the outcome of yeah, that discussion. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so, some. I'm glad, I'm glad they got rid of it. 
Well, it's quite interesting because Robbie McCulloch, uh, who's the one of the founders of Beaverville, he got the first comment and he said, anyone willing to modify the code behind WPAU top must be a real whiz. Somebody commented on the fact that he'd used the word whiz. <laughs> and data I'd be, leak. Yeah, I'd be afraid. I'd be too afraid introducing a data leak or something like that, which that I, is I can imagine that was not going through his head at the time. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, look, a real whiz and a data leak. <laughs> and you'd WP think we comment. could spend a penny and better support <laughs> Oh, no. And no, relieved no, no. it was just a simple change. You know, that, that Roby, <laughs> you know, he's, I don't know whether he's a, a couple of uh, tequilas to the wind on that one, but I mean, he definitely, he's a funny guy. You know, he's a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all of this silliness has been stripped out of uh, WordPress. Sorry, WordPress core. So just a bit of silliness there. And let's. Oh, I really wanted to do the CSS thing, but I think we're going to run out of time. Maybe I'll hold that back for another day. There was a there was a lovely article on Smashing Mag about new CSS features. It says it's for 2022, so I've got like another eight months or so to cover that one. So we'll do that another day because I don't want to miss this one. Uh, was this Kathy? Did you put this one up in? the show notes do you want to just run through sure we're looking did. at a youtube page yeah the youtube page um basically has the streams um for the wordfest live that took place 24 hours of wordpress content if you go to wordfest.live and look at the schedule there that can help you find what you might be looking for but there is so much great content from great speakers all over the world who are bringing um, topics that are important to the well-being of remote workers around the world um, in the WordPress space. It was a great event, and Dan maybe just is a hero to so many workers and remote workers in WordPress. So I just wanted to highlight the the work that went into that because it's a great organization. Yeah, it really is. So if you want to just find it directly on YouTube, you go to youtube.com forward slash C. I think you can probably omit the C. You can do big orange heart forward slash videos and you can find them all there. Some of them are really long because of the way they structure their their day. They yeah. don't block it into in, the, the day itself is blocked into ind individual hours, but the stream itself goes on for six or seven hours and so currently the stream is in large chunks six seven and in some cases virtually approaching eight hours seven hours mm -hmm. 57 minutes um i believe i saw in the big orange heart slack today that that might be getting chopped up into smaller bits but yeah, I'm michelle's not just said that all of the sessions will be split out and posted up within the next and few oh yeah you. and just shout oh, out great. to michelle who just made she was she just made so much of WordFest happen. Just an amazing yeah. contribution from she Michelle. She works too. at a different time set, times, time, you know, she, she's in a different time zone. She works, what, 36, 48 hours a day. That it isn't that. There are three on. of her. I know yeah. it to be true. There must be three of her. There must be. At least she's amazing. Three. People um, say I don't sleep, but she, Michelle, you're not getting any sleep. What's going on? Have a rest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Michelle does need a vacation. Yeah. Sure. I think we should also mention on the WordFest thing that they were trying to raise $3,000 for uh, during that event. Um, so I, I, that was one of the things I was going to uh, mention as my, my recommended link would be to donate to uh, Big Orange Heart and, and raise some money for them. Yeah, I completely agree. So bigorangeheart.org. If you want to go and donate, bigorangeheart.org forward slash donate, in fact, if you want to go and donate. But um, loads of free content for you. So 
you know, maybe after consuming some of that content, if you're not willing to donate yet, maybe you'll feel more inclined to do it after that. There's a solid day, literally two days plus of content there. And yeah. let's go on to the big orange heart. Sorry, wordfest.live website. You can look at the schedule and see which bits of those might fit into your, yeah. your schedule. Thanks, Michelle, for that. She says, in her humble way, it was definitely mm. a group effort. We all did so well. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, well done. Um a little bit of a chance for um, for Andrew to tell us about a different event. This one hasn't taken place yet. This is coming up, oh, what are we, like six weeks, I'm going to say, roughly from now. Yeah, 26th of April to the 29th, 2022, the At- Atterim Agencies, Web Agency Summit. It's kind of it's an agency summit. It's kind of aimed now at web agencies, but also creative agencies and helping people with workflows. Got loads of lovely people um, presenting and doing all sorts of stuff there's, there's me in my shed there's you in the shed. in the bunker That's yeah right. so i did that last year i was co-host with the uh inimitable um what's her name christina oh, romero no, no stephanie hudson was my co-host. Oh, okay. okay i was i was just i'm just taking the mickey um and obviously um uh, vito peleg my co-founder in um bertha.ai as well you know we work as a team we just try and bring this event to everybody and make sure that people enjoy it more than anything else and it's quite a big event it's it's very tiring i won't be able to do anything else for like the, the, the full however many days it's on so um you know we've got some we've got some stuff going on that's all so join up it's free um atterim.io forward slash summit yeah so look forward to dates seeing again there, really. april 26 to the 29th so it's a four-day event Atarim, A-T-A-R-I-M.io forward slash summit. There's a, there's an email sign-up form right on the right at the top of the page where you can get get yourself onto their uh, email list so that you can be notified about what's going on. Thank you. Okay, so, right, this is definitely going to cheer you up, okay? <laughs> now, if I can get this to play, this is pure genius right this is some australian fella i can't remember his name i'm gonna i'm getting this off youtube but it was on the bbc website oh it is on the bbc website i thought it was on youtube uh he a few years ago he's i guess he lives near the coast he decided he would just plunge his gopro into the sea because he goes out collecting nets or something like that he's a fisherman in some way or something like that and uh it's just like every time he pulled the video out there was these remarkable videos of what can only be described as mental crabs like <laughs> mental and he started sending them to his friends and they were like this is gold get it on the internet so that's what he's done and it's been picked up by the bbc so i'm going to play it for you there's an it's obviously kind of interspersed with him but check these guys out right let's play let's see what happens come on Just, just non-stop. <laughs> just, it never ends. Just so I'll just slide past that. They just literally, it's like full on. Imagine living down there all day, every day, and they attack anything that comes by. That's so I've shock. got them in my ears, so I'm finding that very hard to watch, to be honest, because I'm trying to listen to you guys at the same time. Anyway, go and check it out. The thing you want to, the the thing you want to look for is crab ecam. The underwater crab video captivating Australia. It's blooming excellent. It's two minutes of your life. You're never going to get back, but I guarantee that you might giggle. <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> that's as good as it gets. Right, I've overrun by one minute. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, well, you were late anyway. So I was late know. anyway, so that's yeah. All right. yeah sorry. Um, that's it. Episode one nine nine over. Just before Boom. we just before we end, a couple of things. Uh, if anybody wants to share something different, like what they're doing this week, I'm just going to be creating podcasts, which is what I always do. And we're thinking about kicking off the Page Builder Summit and reaching out to speakers and sponsors and all of that kind of thing. So that's going to be my my enterprise for this week. What about you, Kathy? Oh, I iThemes is doing Disaster Week. Um, that's starting tomorrow. So I'm teaching two hours of security. First of all, the worst hacks I've ever seen. Don't get to see those quite as much anymore. And um, mm. also talking about incident response. So incident response planning for when a hack happens, not if. So that's happening tomorrow. And you can find that on iTheme site somewhere. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kathy. And Andrew, what's happening? I've oh, just got a few updates for Bertha, a couple of JVs going out there, and also I've just booked my flight to cloudfest.com. So I'm going to Germany at the end of this month. I don't know. Lucky man. And you get to hang out with Pat Sharp all day as well. It couldn't be better. He calls me every morning. At yeah, but he does. That good. Does he ask you about how, you know, how does my hair look today? Has it changed? It's a um, and Mark, what's going on this week? Uh, translating WS form into other languages and sorting out my tickets to Porto for WordCamp EU. Ah, awesome. Yeah, we're going to be sponsoring that. So we'll, we'll have a little little booth there in case anybody wants to come and see us and looking nice. forward to it. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, do you know, I just keep hovering over the button and never quite managed to... Just do it. Going. I, know. I, know. Going. I know, I know, I know. I'll, I'll try harder at hovering over the button. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Would you mind this one little conceit? If you don't mind just waving, that would be really nice. All of us at the same time, and then I can use White that. Kathy. Oh, Kathy's frozen. Oh, no. No. No, she's back. She's back. She's back. There we go. There was a brief moment where we got all four of us. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So this episode is either gonna be called Jonathan's a bit fickle, or, <laughs> or Kathy's frozen. We'll have to see. But uh, I'm gonna end the show. Andrew's so a tree. Much. And what? Sorry. Andrew's a tree. Oh, Andrew. Okay, I've got that one as well. Anyway, we can do that after the show's ended. Thank you so much for you three being here, and thank you to anybody who joined us, especially those that made a comment. I really appreciate it. Have a good week. Take it easy. Bye.